Thanks for joining me on episode 1,122 of the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. I'm Eric Brotman from the Don't Retire Graduate Podcast. I challenge you to invest in yourself, invest in others, develop your influence, and impact the world by using your time, your talent, and your treasuries to live out your calling. Having the ability to plan for the future is key. And one way to be inspired to do that is to listen to this, the Inspired Stewardship Podcast with my friend, Scott Mater. No, this is what we practice. And in fact, it will tell you somewhat, this is why you should do it as well. Because this outward turning of of faith is in part about what's in it for me, but not in a selfish way. In terms of how does it change me might be a better question. Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. If you truly desire to become the person who God wants you to be, then you must learn to use your time, your talent, and your treasures for your true calling. In the Inspired Stewardship Podcast, you will learn to invest in yourself, invest in others, and develop your influence so that you can impact the world. In today's Spiritual Foundation episode about investing in others, I talk with you about Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 6 and verses 16 through 21. I talk about why practicing piety and storing up treasures may be an issue of the heart. And I also share why we are so comfortable with this, but need to get uncomfortable with it instead. So last week, I was serving on a walk to Emmaus as the the lay director, and one of the talks that goes on that weekend retreat is called about a life of piety. And it reminded me of the the passage that is often used around this time of the year during the the Easter season after Easter Sunday, Matthew chapter 6. That verse goes like this, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they receive their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in or steal. And where for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Passage often can be seen as a, a hodgepodge or mixture, especially because it skips over some in the middle. It goes one through six and then 16 through 21 in the, the lectionary. And this one often, when that happens, it's 
feels sometimes like it's chopped up. And I would say in some ways this one does as well, because there's the whole beginning part that ought to flows about not trumpeting about your piety, but then there's the treasure in heaven part at the end and how treasures will be where your heart is and this, that sort of seems a little bit out of place. It it all seems to be basically about don't do these things so that others will see you, but instead do them because they're the right thing to do. And I understand that may be something that in some ways seems a little less applicable today because now it might be about not showing your piety in public because others will slam you for it, where back then it was about not showing your piety in public so that you don't appear to be better than you are, so to speak. There is something here about practicing your piety. I mentioned the walk to Emmaus earlier and this idea of a life of piety. And I think it's important to recognize that piety is a practice. It is something that we do constantly, and we never really get it right or make it complete or finish it. It's a journey as opposed to a destination. It's something that we do as acts of doing it. And and it's the fact that this passage is actually telling you to do these things. It's not saying don't fast. It's not saying don't practice giving charity. It's not saying don't do these things. It's saying do these things because they're the right thing to do. And, And I think it would be easy to read this passage and say, It's saying, do it with the right motivations, and yet the truth is, none of us are ever pure of motivation 100%, and therefore, we just shouldn't be doing it, because the reason matters a whole lot to Jesus. So maybe we should just stop doing it so that we'll be safer. But I think that's not what this is calling us to do. In fact, I think it's saying, in part, doing this outwardly and Paying attention to our inward motivation and working on that is the whole point, to do these things and to do it because we're doing it with the right heart is the goal. And if we practice both of those things, the inward and the outward, we get better at it over time. Now, is it just about doing this because that's the thing we're supposed to do, that we're told to do? Do it because I told you so might work on small children, but it tends to not work so well after that. But instead, I think this is again saying, no, this is what we practice. And in fact, it will tell you somewhat, this is why you should do it as well. Because this outward turning of of faith is in part about what's in it for me, but not in a selfish way. In terms of how does it change me might be a better question. And it's about doing this journey as a way of maybe storing up those treasures in heaven that are mentioned at the very end that seems like a non sequitur, that seem like they just come out of nowhere because this isn't about self-denial like fasting and and giving away things and all of that just to give it away. Instead, it's about don't do this with the mindset of what it gets you here on earth, but do it with the mindset of what it does for your heart and where it points that. Sometimes Jesus seems to take a hard line about stuff 
and talk about how stuff is bad, or at least that's how some people read certain passages from the Bible. But he doesn't actually say, stay away from treasure, stay away from stuff. Instead, he says, no, it's okay to treasure, but what matters is what we choose to treasure. Some treasures aren't worth storing up because they rust and they get destroyed and they fall apart. But other treasures are worth it because they're timeless and they last forever. There's treasure and then there's treasure. And you need to know the difference. But how can we actually know the difference. It's not about doing things and chopping up things on a tally sheet so that you can earn your way into heaven. No, that comes because of the grace of God. Stuff is stuff. There's a point to the treasures that are not the stuff as well, the internal thing. What if it's not, I do this so I can get that, that the treasure is the the reward or the payment or the end result. What if the actual treasure is the act of doing it itself? What if the treasure isn't something we hold, but something we do? It's about this idea of storing up treasures in heaven is about doing the things that we're called to do. It's scary to focus on it that way, and it's a little uncomfortable because it's about looking at things not as a cause and effect or an either or do this to get that equation that I think is so easy and comfortable for all of us to think about. Instead, it's about looking at it for what does it do to our heart. What's in it for me becomes how does it change me? What's in it for me becomes what can I do for others that actually changes my heart and my mind? Through this action, I change. And that is the treasure. That is the end result that I'm actually after. And if you do that long enough, then your whole picture changes and you truly have stored up treasures in heaven. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. As a subscriber and listener, we challenge you to not just sit back and passively listen, but act on what you've heard and find a way to live your calling. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor. Go over to facebook.com slash inspired stewardship and like our Facebook page and mark it that you'd like to get notifications from us so that we can connect with you on Facebook and make sure that we're serving you to the best of our abilities with time and tips there. Until next time, invest your time, your talent, and your treasures, develop your influence, and impact the world.